0: Welcome to Make Your Life Magnificent with coaches Jackie and Mimi, co-founders of The Resting Mind. We're keeping it real with Generation X women talking about the stuff that keeps you
1: up at night. For managing the demands of your career, life, and everything in between, all while dealing with Gen X issues like finances, aging parents, perimenopause, confidence, and anxiety.
0: Hey Jack. Hey Mimi. How are you
1: today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm fabulous. I'm really Aww. fabulous. I'm happy you're fabulous. And I,
0: I actually always try to find a word that is better than fine or good or great when it's I so when smart. someone asks me. because And, and it, I want it to be real, uh, but I want it to feel like what I'm feeling. And I think when people say they're Good or they're fine. I hate fine. But when they say they're good or they're fine, it feels not only boring but like depressing. How sad
1: (laughs) (laughs) that you're just
0: fine. Yeah. (laughs) You know what word I like lately? Magical. I use magical often. Often.
1: Uh, Oh, I meant to say awesome, and I said often.
0: Often, but (laughs) often. Yes, I use magical a lot, and so we we hope that this episode will be. As magical for you as it is for us, because mm-hmm. this is the reason why we started our yeah. business. Or this, this is, is, the is the foundation. Reason. This is the
1: foundation. We are really, really fired up about this episode. So, welcome to episode three of Make Your Life Magnificent. And we want to tell you that you've been lied to you have been your entire life and we we're really fired up about this because we're fed up so let me explain a little bit about what we're talking about we've been told from a young age that we can have it all and we've been sold a load of crap the idea that we can have the perfect house the perfect marriage the perfect children the perfect job manage it all look fantastic it's impossible And yet, we were one of the first generations that were told that we could have it all. Yes, we were. And Marisa, do you know where it came from?
0: Where? So, um, Helen Gurley Brown, who used to be the editor of Cosmopolitan, was a life changer. An icon. An icon. And she wrote a book, and the title of the book was Having It All,
1: Love, Success, Sex, and Money. Even if you started with nothing, do you know I read that book? Did you really? Yeah, a few years ago. I think I downloaded a version of it on my Kindle. So, do I wonder if you still have it? Maybe we should read it. It That would be really
0: interesting to read it and then talk about it on the podcast on how Mm -hmm. it's been morphed and changed. Because I haven't read it, but what's interesting about it is she coined this phrase in order to empower women. And she did it in a whimsical way. Mm. So it wasn't
1: meant to she be did. standard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I read the book, right? So it was really about how kind of women... And don't forget, I think she probably wrote... When when did you say she wrote this? She wrote
0: this in the 80s, in the early 80s. And um, what's the, to that point, mm-hmm. it was we when... We were growing up. We were growing up and women were really getting the opportunities because Ms. Magazine yeah. and Gloria Steinem, they were really getting opportunities, especially in media that hadn't
1: been there before. Absolutely. And that's really what the gist of the book is about, right? You had to kind of play the game by the man's rules a yes. little bit, you yes. know, and use maybe, you know, your feminine qualities to kind of get there. And I think there was a lot of controversy around it also, but it did not mean What we've made it mean. That I know for sure. It did
0: it. It meant... It was more supposed to be her rags to riches story. That's exactly
1: it. She had a very scrappy childhood. Like, she got herself... And not only that, now I'm remembering. She was, like, the breadwinner for her family. I feel like she may have... I think it was, like, her mother and her sister. I don't think there was a father in the picture. And I feel like her sister may have been disabled. So wow. she, there was a lot of pressure on Helen as a young woman to really support the family. And to step
0: into a career and really be a trailblazer. Mm-hmm. So it, she was the one who really brought Have It All to Vogue. Well,
1: I should I was say really Cosmopolitan? Cosmopolitan.
0: <laughs> I loved reading Cosmo back in the day. Me? I loved Cosmopolitan. It was yeah. my favorite magazine. And I miss magazines. I mean, I still read them, but they're just not the same, the same. And I don't have as much time as I used to. Yeah.
1: And Jackie and I, just a little side note, we both come from a media background, a, a publishing background, so we both had a fascination with magazines. Yes.
0: Glossy magazines. Oh, love them. Interest, special interest magazines, mm-hmm. even Madame news Mizzel, magazines. I loved Madame Mizzel. I loved Marie Claire because oh. it had that edge of world view of what's happening to women and how Mm -hmm. to recognize it, change it, or empower it because there were so many bad things happening to women that people didn't know, Yeah, they they have great editorial. Yeah, they had great
1: editorial. All right, we're getting off on We are,
0: but so in the 80s, think about it. Why I think this is so powerful is because in the 80s, we were growing up, right? Mm -hmm. So we grew up not only reading Cosmopolitan, but we grew up with this idea in our heads that we can have it all, And so for me, my mom always told me, don't get married until you're 30. Make sure you have your own career. Make sure you know who you are and are financially stable before you ever get married. So I always had it in my mind that I needed to get to this place before... I even thought about that. And you know
1: married. that was really smart of your mom. It
0: was. And what, you know what's really shocking about mm-hmm. that is if you would analyze like why my mom would do that, you would probably think my mom was unhappy unhappily married or got caught in a divorce and I had the opposite. My parents were together mm-hmm. my whole life mm-hmm. and had a very loving, supportive relationship. But my mom wasn't able to go to college because my my grandfather said to her, "You're a woman. You don't need to go to college." That's so, so interesting. So in the back of her that mind, that was her I motivator. That was her motivator. Yeah, that, that she didn't want, not that she ever felt stuck, but she didn't ever want me to feel stuck. Yeah. So, wow, that's your mom's a very
1: forward-thinking lady.
0: She is. We used to meditate, and we used to do. She used to do um, ESP and Est and all of that back in the seventies. That how, is fabulous. Did we drink granola too? We didn't, but I wasn't allowed to have sugar and, and all in the house. So my mom know. was very forward, and while Est has gotten a bad rap, she was very much into mind control, which mm-hmm. is so funny because in the seventies. Nobody was mindful and no, meditating. No. And so that's, I think, where I get my my grounded spirituality
1: from. I love that. That belief. That's yeah. fantastic. All right. So for me, this is really interesting. It's a little bit opposite, but I do want to share the story because it's very vivid in my mind. For me, my have it all. Um, and and this may sound crazy, but coming from me, maybe it's not. So I <laughs> if you know Mimi, it's not at all at all. So I remember I was about ten or eleven. I had my Sassoon jeans on. I mm. love those. Oh my god! I love my my yeah my word Jodasch. Oh, my I had jaw-dash. I had Jordash too, but the first pair were my Sasson. I guess you would call them. I love yeah. them, and I remember my mom and like some of the ladies in the neighborhood were drinking coffee, and they were reading this article about um, women having like a lingerie wardrobe. What you needed for your lingerie wardrobe? Now, just stay with me because it's not what you think. It was about having like all the perfect attire, so you were really put together. Like from the inside out, like I your love, slips yeah. and your nightgowns so... and your robes. And I was like, and they were laughing and they were like, oh, who has this? And, and this is where like my, it clicked in my brain. They said something like only women who have big careers in the city have a lingerie wardrobe. And I was like,
0: "I want I, I right, to
1: I swear <laughs> to God, this is so vivid in my mind. And yeah. And I remember thinking, and like, that's what I went on to do. And I am proud to say I have a lingerie wardrobe. I do too.
0: <laughs> and I, and my hang up or mm-hmm. my thing that I do is I won't wear things that don't match.
1: Oh, yeah. I have a problem so, with that too. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Because
0: every time I tell people that, they're like, are you crazy? Oh, no. So I'll go to buy a ba- bra and famous lingerie store doesn't always have the matching underwear and I won't buy the bra. Oh, and yeah. my friends are like, well, why won't you just... I was like, no it has to No match. one has to be coordinated. You and me? so they're like, what if you're wearing a black you know, a white shirt and you want to wear the black bra. I
1: was like, can I wear the white bra? Yeah. yeah. The light yeah. bra with yeah. the light yeah. underwear. So it's very funny. Absolutely. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're not judging your underwear, but it's important because, we're, you know what, we're going to have another conversation about this because I feel very strongly about that.
0: Well, we do have an episode on color in your wardrobe. Mm. So, but we can talk about, we yeah. should do an
1: episode on just... About doing things for yourself. Right. And that's really what this is about. That, that make you feel great. Yeah, exactly. Right? But all right. So now you know where we're coming from, right? Yes. With you know Jackie's mom really you know put this this thought in her head about you know being successful on her own. My you know the thing that really pushed my ambition was this idea that I wanted to be a big career lady because I needed to have nice underwear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and but, but what's in, what's so shocking to me, or just uh oh is how much that have-it-all phrase has morphed and changed, right? So it used to be this whimsical, playful idea that then kind of shifted into an empowerment movement, right? Mm -hmm. You can have it all. And so for a long time, women were like, I can have it all. I'm going to have it all. So they got behind that. And I think now it is moved to this anger-inducing, demoralizing, almost laughable phrase that actually creates anxiety and does the complete opposite of empowering women.
1: Oh, absolutely. Right? Does- <laughs> because, because what happens is, so let us talk about a little bit about what doing it all means. It means doing it all right. and doing it all perfectly, right. right? How are you supposed to do that? How are you supposed to do everything in your life at 150%? That's impossible. Without
0: dying. Without, yeah, long. right? It's like, literally and, dying. And we
1: say literally dying. Yes. I mean, we've had friends like collapse because yes. of exhaustion because they're trying to do it all. It's impossible. And the thing is, it's like it, the laughable part of it is we aspire to have like our Christmas look like something out of Pinterest. Or our child's bedrooms, something out of Pinterest or Martha Stewart, you know? And it's... It's not possible. So
0: talking about the... (laughs) I made a cake recently. Mm -hmm. I I hate baking. I made a cake recently Mm -hmm. because my husband likes chocolate and peanut butter. So I was like, oh, Oh, I'll make a chocolate peanut butter cake. I knew I liked Scott. It wasn't very good, but... I had this vision of what I wanted it to look like. (laughs) And when when I frosted it, I was like, this is horrific. And I was so angry and I kept fixing it and fixing it. My husband's like, we're just going to eat it. It was just for the house. But in my mind, I, I was like, what am I doing? Sometimes having somebody really just reinforce it. What you, like just yeah, let it like, go. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Right. It's so helpful because when you get on your own hamster wheel, it's not always easy to jump off. That, no, right? not
1: at all. Not at all. So I mean, we're really. You know. I mean, we could laugh about Jackie and her cake or like different things, but when people start collapsing because they're exhausted or they, we have another dear friend who was becoming so burnt out, she wound up with a cancer diagnosis. I mean, that's infuriating right that Absolutely. we have put this on ourselves that we're physically getting sick and you know when we're striving for doing
0: it all and perfection mm-hmm. then what happens is we've heightened the whole state and you know we talk a lot about perfection we if you haven't listened to our first episode you need to go back and listen mm. to it because perfection actually almost collapsed our entire business it almost yeah and it, that, that is coming from an honest authentic place mm-hmm. we we had to get to an understanding that we didn't have to be perfect we needed to be authentic to who we were which is complete
1: imperfection absolutely we're human all of us on this planet newsflash we're all human We're all human and people don't you know, the standards have
0: changed, and we need to recognize that. I think it could be even more off-putting when you, when people strive for perfection, and you're looking at it from the outside. Absolutely. You're like, what are you
1: really trying to hide? You know, as a matter of fact, recently I heard from a business perspective that people appreciate more podcasts or you know YouTube videos where the host or hostess isn't perfect. Like, <laughs> then you guys are going to love us. Oh, We're right a place. big old mess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the perfect place because people, they want to see real life. You know, one thing I do want to touch on, we've been talking a little bit about like you just can't have it all. And uh, this is the thing. Our theory is that what has happened is we have confused having it all with doing it all. Yes. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. We're going to unpack that a little bit, but it's really important. It is really important to recognize
0: and differentiate it in your mind as you're listening to this podcast, because for some people... There will be an aha moment that goes off because they won't realize that they were kind of confusing those two mm-hmm. or thinking they had to go together. Right? Yeah. They were linking them. We talk about our brain links. Yeah. things. They
1: were linking them. Absolutely you right. Know, like I've got to do this, so I've got to do that. You know, and then I'll have it all. Then my we'll life have it will all. be awesome. <laughs> so, do you, let's talk a little bit about things that we've heard our friends. Tell us what they think like right. when it comes to mm-hmm. having it all, and
0: we're in our um, we're in this place in our Facebook group, Just Gen X, The Resting Mind, where mm-hmm. we have this amazing community of women mm-hmm. who share, ask questions, and get involved so that they can live a more magnificent life. Mm-hmm. Or fulfilled life or anything that they they feel. And so we've posed this question often. And the feedback that we've gotten about Have It All is... Makes me a little sad. Oh, my God. Well, it's it's
1: scary, actually. It
0: is scary. So we've heard things like, you know, we've been sold a bill of goods. Or, you know, I feel guilt a lot. Right. Or I can't do this anymore. Like, I just can't. Throwing up their hands, going into the corner and crying or, mm-hmm. or, it, ch- or waiting for their kids to go off to school and having 10 minutes before they have to get on a train to go smoke a cigarette mm-hmm. before they have to kind of get yeah. on with their or day. Or just
1: having that burning resentment that starts to build. and Like you're carrying that around all day long. And we as women
0: have come so far to have so many opportunities that when people tell me that they almost wish they could turn back the clock... In order to go back to a simpler time, Mm. oh god, it goes right. It goes really right to my gut. Mm -hmm. It really does. And so, you know, the other the other part of all of this is that social media has really done more damage than good in in this aspect because we are looking at all of these people doing all of these things and having this McMansion or Mm. having these brand new car or wearing the Gucci belt.
1: And we think that we have to strive for that too. Right. Right. Exactly. Like we get influenced very easily. Like, oh, like I should be doing this. I should want this. I should want
0: this. And then we change our our own value metrics to reflect what we're seeing on Instagram or Facebook Mm -hmm. or, you know, Pinterest or any place else. Yeah. It's, I think we've all fallen into that. Right. And so what we want to really emphasize here is that having it all has become such a problem, this idea of kind of reaching and reaching and reaching, that it really squishes our self-worth. Mm-hmm. And so we want to be able to help you understand that your worth does not need to be tied into having it all and making it look like it's perfect. Yeah. Or easy. Or, or easy. Forget about it.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, another thing is, and I, I've even, I've seen a lot of people do this and, and I've even done this myself, is that you feel like you have to do it all because it's got to be done your way. Or if someone else, if you delegate it out to say your husband, he won't do it Right. Right, you That's know what a I great mean. Point. So right, like so. Sometimes um, my I have to say my husband is very helpful around Mine the is house. Too. I'm yeah. Very lucky. yeah, Scott's really helpful. John's very very helpful. He really not, is. Not, and what, what's
0: interest, what's interesting about all that, and I hate saying it's interesting, but what comes up for me when you say that is, while my husband is extremely helpful and does the dishes and does the laundry and does the bills, there are still certain responsibilities that we can't swap off like gift buying mm. like Christmas cards mm-hmm. um, like making dinner plans or making plans with our friends as couples like th- there are certain things that still fall on me and that's okay because there are things that fall on him Right. but that's what's where the, those are the little things that actually add up and because they're the nagging things that aren't part of your everyday routine that right. all of a right. sudden become like oh my goodness I, I forgot to do done. or I didn't do but with or, that
1: said though like here's a great example while, while there might be things I do want to have control over because I just I feel strongly like I'm I'm better at it (laughs) or you know like Christmas cards is a great example he's done them but I prefer to do it my way yes but then that means like maybe I can give him like the grocery list and let him go off and do like our You You can't do that. You're you're watching. You're on WW. You cannot do that because you know when he's going to come back. I know he's going to come back with chips. (laughs) Well, no, no, no. But you know what I'm thinking in my head, though, is once a month I go to Stop and Shop. Okay. And I buy all my bulk stuff. Right. Right? And so, like, I can send him off to do that. You can. He'll probably come back with a bag of chips. But that's okay. He'll just hide them on you so you don't get tempted. Or or I'll throw them out. That's another (laughs) story
0: so I, so i'm going to I want you guys to close your eyes and envision your myth right Your myth is in your mind, you believe you guys are the only ones that can get it all done. Mm-hmm. you need to soar in your career while being home to make the perfect homemade meal where everything is from scratch. Mm -hmm. Provide that meal for your kids and do that so that they can eat that for lunch the next day. Help them personally with your homework. Tuck them into bed and then make passionate love with your husband. That's your myth, right? That's the myth. If you envision that, that's like... And then we all strive for that. But mm-hmm. here's the reality. It's, it's, it's pretty damn ugly. Your, your underwear doesn't match and it may have a hole in now it. No, yours does. Your, well, mine does. But you're rushing home hoping that there's no snafus on the commute. Yeah. The, the train gets stuck. And goes slow, and then you're furious, and then your energy is at this furious stage. You uh, get home just in time to tuck your kids to bed after your husband has fed them frozen chicken <laughs> nuggets that you don't know, even know what's in there and not a vegetable on the side, right? And then you go to say goodnight to your husband, and you roll over, and you forget to even kiss him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right? If yeah. you think about that, that's the reality and that's okay. Mm-hmm. As lo- you know, that's okay. But I will tell you if you decided to not make the homemade meal or to, you know, not worry about doing the homework and letting your husband do it, If you kind of shed some of the have to things, then you can kiss your husband goodnight. Right. Or you can sit with your kids and have dinner, right? So it's about kind of separating some of those things out.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of it does have to do with, you know, boundary setting, but a big piece of it also is, and we haven't really touched on this yet, but you can have it all, but it has to be what you decide. You have to define
0: what your have it all looks like. And like, that's really the trick. That is the trick. And if you feel like you're overwhelmed and struggling with your have it all, in the show notes, we will put the link, but we have a guide, Five Steps to Stressless, that will help you kind of pull apart some of these things that we deal with so that you can live a more stressless life. So I just wanted to pause and say that because as I'm thinking about to have it all it, it adds stress it adds anxiety mm-hmm. it adds this unrealistic expectation that just isn't real and and you know i want to dive into that that expectations right we put these expectations that on ourselves or they're put on us by
1: others and we take those expectations as our truth mm, absolutely so here's a great example you know for me i had this big career i don't have kids but i had this big career for a long time and You know, there would be lots of nights where I used to work very late. And so, you know, I'm thinking about, like, I would come home. Sometimes John would have dinner on the table. But, you know, we got into a bad habit of not even eating together anymore because our schedules were so off. Um, And the thing is, I felt like every night I had to work late. And that was an expectation I was putting on myself. I did not. Of course, there were times of the year where we had sales conference, yes, it was; those were going to be crazy times, but it did not have to be every single night. Because you were brainwashed to power through. Yeah. And we're going to put the
0: link to my TED Talk on that, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you were brainwashed to power yeah. through from a young age, that we needed to keep going, and in order to succeed, we need to do more exactly more than everybody else and more than men and that's not that's just not no. a fair expectation that we put on this there's an expectation there's a quote that I found that I love and I want to share with you guys it's from a dr Matthew Goldenberg and mm. he says sometimes trying to have it all leaves you with too little of everything mm. dr Goldenberg that's good it is good and what why I got so attached to this is it actually reminded me of this Story when I was little. I think it's an Aesop's fable. And it's about this dog. And and I'm going to paraphrase, and I might not, this is how I remember it. So it may not even be Mm -hmm. right. But it's about this dog who had this bone. Mm -hmm. And he was crossing a bridge over a lake Mm -hmm. and looked down in the river, Mm -hmm. in the lake, and saw his reflection. But didn't know it was his reflection. So he saw a dog with a bone staring down at him. And he had this bone in his mouth. So instead of just being happy with the bone that he had, he was looking at that dog and decided that he wanted that bone too. So he barked at the dog Mm -hmm. to scare him so he could get the bone. And his bone dropped. Mm. Don't drop your bone. Don't drop your bone. it, it actually gives me chills. Look at my arms, me. Yeah, she does. It actually gives me chills because we want more and more and more. And we get to this point of wanting to consume, this having it all, not only from our life, but also from a consumption standpoint, and that makes me so uncomfortable, because when are you going to say enough is enough? Mm -hmm. How big does a house have to be? Is it worth Mm -hmm. the trade-off of never being home so that you can have the bigger house that looks really pretty? Right. What is
1: your value metrics? And maybe that's okay. Right, exactly. Like Maybe you have always dreamed of having an enormous home, and it's beautifully decorated, but a couple of things, then you're okay with working really hard right. to pay for it. You decide, you know what? I can't clean it or I can't decorate it. I'm going to hire someone to do that part of it for me, right? right? Like you're, you know, you're actively deciding how this have-it-all works for you Right. without and doing it all. Without
0: doing it all. So you have, to, you have to separate that out. So we've talked a lot about why we love have-it-all, but we really want to help you understand what you can do. Mm-hmm. what can you do if you have it all, want to have it all,
1: and your definition of have it all is doing it all? Because mm. that's really... Well, that's the first thing, right? Like really recognize, because when we talked about that, like having it all is being confused with doing it all, it was really an eye-opener for us. It is. It, it, right? it is. Um, so that's number one, is like, oh, this is what I've been doing. Right. And then look, take a look, I think the next thing to do is like to take a look
0: at all of those things that you deem are important and then evaluate where you are in almost like a success or happiness scale, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if your career is important, if your kids are important, if your, if your relationship with your spouse is important, if so on, so on, so on, how, wh- how, much, how satisfied are you where, with the energy and effort you're putting in and then where would you like to be?
1: Yeah. Because everything cannot be a 10. It can't be a 10. And I want to point something out also, when you're doing this, be really honest with yourself. If you're, and I'm going to speak. Maybe you should say this, Jackie. But I'm going to speak for moms, even though I'm not one. But and you I, are, I, well, you are the you are the aunt oh. to so many nieces and nephews that while you're not well, a it's mom, like, well, it's, it's like a full time job. It's for a full time yeah. job because you always being, have one, yeah. one coming in or out. Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's I like lo- a rotating revolving door. I know. I love being an aunt, but anyway, yeah, I really love it. <laughs> and and I that you, that is true. I spend a lot of time with them. Right. So, but this is the deal, say you're a mom, but you really love your career, then that's okay. Like your career can be a big piece of what you do. So don't feel guilty for not being on the PTA. I mean, would you agree with that? I
0: would agree a hundred percent. And I think, you know, volunteering to be for an example um the president of the PTA and having to and volunteering to be the one to go to Singapore for the presentation mm-hmm. and volunteering to be your kids class mom and trying to host christmas that all doesn't work, work right so you make choices at different times in your life mm-hmm. and so maybe i will go on the trip To Singapore this time, and I will relinquish my position on the PTA, and I'll help out at the book fair next time around. Yeah, right. And it's like, and we go out for Christmas. Yes, and we go out, or I have my cousin host it. Yeah, right. So, so where does that land? Because you can't keep
1: aspiring to the unattainable. Mm -hmm. Exactly, it's it's not going to work. So you know, so when you sit down and make this list of what your value metrics are. Be honest with yourself. If something's coming up and you're feeling well, like you know, so and so is going to think I'm a jerk because I want to put my career over my kids. No, like you've got to be honest. You know, you, that's where you it do it. You do your life. Yeah. You only get to do this one time around. Exactly. And for some well, vice versa. Like you may say, you know what? I really want to be with my kids. So I'm going to take a job at the library for a couple right. of years right now. Or I'm now. just
0: not... I'm going to take a job where I don't have to commute, right? Yeah. It could be something yeah. like that. Exactly. But, but you, we make choices, but you, it, only if you take the time to evaluate can you take the time to really start making different choices. Mm-hmm. Because the decisions are, are for yourself. They're not for anybody else. So don't live up to others' expectations while you are kind of going through this exercise, because mm-hmm. that will truly be
1: the the thing that brings you down even more. Absolutely. I've got to tell you, you know, personally, when I started this business, um, I thought, like, you know, I wasn't commuting into the city anymore. I didn't have this big job. And I was like, oh, wow, I'm gonna have all this time. Yes. Right. And I was planning on like going back to cooking my gourmet meals, which I love to do. I even thank God I didn't commit to this because I thought about it. I was going to volunteer at a nursing. I love old people. Yeah, and yeah, they're just I love hanging out with them and I was going to volunteer at a nursing home. I'm glad I didn't sign up for that commitment because there's no way I could have done it. Like so I have really had to say no to social situations and cooking the big meals and and doing lots of extra that I thought I would be able to have the time because I just can't. Because my have it all right now is our business. And even with that, like Jackie and I were talking about this earlier today. Like even within the business, we have to be like, nope, like this year this is what These we're are working on. Priorities. Priorities. Yeah, we and can't we, we can't, can't do ha- it all. We can't do it all. As much as we want to mm-hmm.
0: be flying around the country and doing all the workshop offers that we're getting and as much as we want to be on everybody's podcast that we're getting, you know, invited to, we need to make choices and and also kind of have a have a standard okay so here are our fences and we've mm-hmm. talked about this in some other episodes but how do i fence my yard right. so that i make sure that i'm playing where i need to play because it's really easy to want to play across the street but right. that's really not what i'm supposed to be doing right exactly
1: now, right, <laughs> right. It, exactly so even like within the things that you decide are values be really clear on like what is the have it all in your career in your career and right? making sure that you stick with that
0: right so when so how do you change all of this? Make a list of the things that you have to do. Mm-hmm. Go and make a huge mm-hmm. list of them all. Every single thing. We call these brain dumps. Mm-hmm. We call I mean there there's lots of words for these. There's a couple reasons why we do this. One is because if you get it on paper, it actually doesn't keep going in your head. Mm-hmm. Your subconscious doesn't kind of
1: come in and, and scream at you that you need to do it which is where your fight or flight goes off yeah flares well that's interesting right so if if you're you're saying that if I'm understanding this correctly is that when we say no you don't have to do it the reason why we struggle with not is because our fight or flight is really going off
0: right or, or if you don't da- if you don't data dump if you don't brain uh-huh. dump so we talked about this t- this morning before we got on this podcast Mimi and I both had a very overwhelmed day yesterday for separate 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 reasons, reasons, but happened to both have overwhelmed days. barely talked
1: to each other yesterday.
0: No. And so, but we were talking about how all of a sudden we felt like we were behind the eight ball. Mm. And then what I did was I wrote everything down that I had to do. And when I saw it on paper, I realized a couple things. One is they weren't as, there were lots of things floating in my head, but the timeline for when I had to get them done wasn't immediate. But when it's in your head, it feels immediate. Oh, yeah. So it pops in your head, and immediately your fight, your fight or flight goes off because you think you have to get it done, right? Oh, my mm-hmm. God, I have to do that too. But when you put it on paper, you can then decipher what needs to get done now, what can I bucket here, and then you can also say, you know what, this is not something that I have to do to do. And I'm crossing it off my list. And I have to tell you, that is like, I'm doing the dance.
1: <laughs> That's
0: my dance. I right? love when
1: you do your dance.
0: I'm doing my dance it, because that makes, doesn't it feel so
1: good it feels when you so like, good. I don't need to do oh my, It's like a weight gets off your shoulders. It is a weight. So a lot of times we put this pressure on ourselves. We do. And so these are ways
0: and strategies to help you kind of separate all of those tasks that you think you have to do into... Maybe lots of things that are running lists. And some of them are running lists. Like, I need to get my uh, passport renewed. Mm,
1: You better get your passport
0: renewed. I need to get my passport renewed because it expired. And I don't have a trip plan, but I know I need to, and it's been sitting here. What happens if we get a
1: call to, like, present in France? I'm going without
0: you. Then I'll get an expedite, <laughs> ex- I'll expedite it, which means a day in the city. So it's, it'll be fine. But <laughs> that is, that is you know, so those are the things, but it's been there. And when I wrote it down, it stopped pop- popping up and making me, yeah. like, making my heart rate go up. Yeah, or well, my, you're you know, your fight or flight. Yeah. Yes, exactly. exactly.
1: Let's talk about, to wrap up. Right? Let's talk yes. about how what your have-it-all looks like. Because at the end of the day, you can make your life magnificent by deciding what your have-it-all is. So the first step is to just really be aware that have-it-all isn't doing it all. Absolutely. Right? Separate those two out. Absolutely. Second thing is to sit down and be really honest with yourself is what are your value metrics and what is your have-it-all? What's your personal have-it-all look like? Right. What are
0: the things that you really want to be great at this year? Yeah. And you know, the year's just started, right? Mm-hmm. We're in February. We're mm-hmm. about to be in February and you know, you have an opportunity to decide what do you want my year? What do I yeah. want my year to look like? And where do I want it where do I want to be personally at the end of that? Yeah. And I can guarantee you if you keep going in this state of reacting to the demands of your life versus Mm -hmm. deciding where you want to go, at the end of this year, you're going to feel like you didn't get anywhere you wanted
1: to be. And that's a frustrating feeling. It is a frustrating feeling. And then the third thing is be aware that your brain is going to be screaming like, no, I have to do this. It has to be this way. And that's really because your fight or flight is going off. So once you're aware of it, you could be like, "Oop, this is what's going on. No, I don't need to do all of this. Let me write it down. Let me, you know, you can start to separate yourself from this overwhelming feeling that you need to be attached to something. I, I, it's the
0: attachment. Yeah. It's the attachment. Mm-hmm. And because we feel
1: attached to things because it, otherwise we feel guilty that yeah. we don't do something. Yeah. And we're doing something. The other thing is you're doing something new. Your Your brain is doing something new and your brain likes to do what it's always done, even if it's not good for you. Yes. So,
0: oh, I know it's so. I mean, as much as our brain is brilliant and works so you hard know, for sometimes us, sometimes
1: our brain doesn't have our best interests at
0: heart, it doesn't have our best interests, no. it's, it's a little lazy. it wants, yeah, it wants yeah. to be well, auto, autopilot, autopilot. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, we are so excited that you spent this time with us debunking the have it all myth. Absolutely. If you liked this episode, make sure to leave us a review. Because it goes a long way, especially on Apple, so that people that are Gen Xers can find us and be inspired to do something different. Yeah,
1: and make their life magnificent.
0: Yes. So have a great week, guys. Until next week, cheers Cheers to your magnificence.
1: If you like this episode, leave us a review. It'll help other Gen X women find us so they can make their life magnificent.